Hey loves, welcome back. It's your girl Elo giving you a variety of entertainment with Lois Lane Radio on The Real 1100 AM. Good evening, everyone. I hope you guys are staying safe and clean and all of that good stuff. Um, I hope your families are safe, um, all of that, because right now it's getting a bit... um, a bit kind of hectic. It's getting, it's getting, it's getting kind of hectic. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That was kind of, okay. So, um, it's been a long week. It's been a short week, but it's been a long week. And one, I'm just glad that I still have the opportunity to do my show, air my show while I am within the comfort of my own home. My godfather's above me. Um, anywho, the, today's show, um, I'm going to talk to a filmmaker. He's also an actor. He's also a director. He's also a writer. Um, yeah, all in one. Um, so before we get to that, um, I did want to, y'all know, it's that damn ELO time. I got a story. I always have a story. Okay, okay. So what um, I kind of want to talk about is this Corona apocalypse. I know everybody's talking about it. I know everybody's making jokes. I know everybody's making videos, including myself. It is a serious matter. Um, but at some point, you're going to have to lighten the load and just think about the positive things that are happening right now. So, um, yeah. And what's positive that's happening right now is... Um, spending quality time um, teaching and learning each other and your children and knowing how much time teachers actually take with your children, knowing how much free time you actually had versus before. So it's a lot of different, um, a lot of different positive things going on um, while there's still, you know, chaos in the world. So just look at it that way. But it just kind of puts me in the mindset of like, I'm legend. And I know Will had talked about this a little bit on the Red Table Talk with Jada. Kind of reminds me of I'm legend, but it also um, took me back to my first encounter of a global crisis. And as far back as 2001, this was 9-11. Now, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. First off, I had to be schooled as to what was going on. This is no lie. Like somebody had to tell me what the twin towers were. Like I was young and naive back then. I didn't know economics. I didn't know Wall Street. I didn't know anything in regards to what was going on going on in you know New York. So um, somebody grabbed. I remember I was at a PI firm. And I was at my desk and someone grabbed me and they were like, come here, come here. You got to see this. Oh my gosh, this is so horrible. And I'm looking and I'm like, what's, what's this? You guys are watching a movie. Like this looks like Independence Day. And they're like, no, no, this really happened. This is upstate. And I'm like, So what does that mean exactly? Like I was literally naive to the entire situation and how it affects everybody, how it affects families, how people lost people. Like I was just literally in shock. Like, why don't I know this information? And from that point, like I had done research and I even like two years later went up to see ground zero and um, it made me feel a little nauseous. I ain't gonna lie. They were like, 
yo, what's wrong with you? You need to go back to the hotel because I was really like something about the grounds were just not agreeing with my spirit. But um, I, I really just was like, okay, that is like the last, first and last time that I'm not going to know about what's going on around me in the world. And um, yeah, I just remember like the Twin Towers, like, okay, I just see two tall buildings with an airplane, not realizing that was real life. And that was a huge huge shocker for me and when how it took toll for everybody like left and right um workplaces and just understanding that oh everything could be shut down because we're under attack like I had no clue I'm saying all it is to encourage people who are doubting the government who are doubting media who are doubting um anyone with just a little bit of knowledge, just go ahead and research for yourself about government, research for yourself about um, 1918, research for yourself about a lot of conspiracy theories, a lot of whatever you know, whatever you know to believe is true. Always question what the opposite end of that is, because we just never know. Like there's a lot of stuff that's on mainstream media that they want us to see. And then there's also a little bit of stuff that leaks out that they don't want us to see. So I'm just saying, do your research. I won't say don't believe anybody. I won't say, you know, tit for tat or whatever, but I would just say, do your own research in regards to us as a nation, United States, and then globally as what's going on and what leads up to these points every election, like what's happening, what's going to come up next. Like, this really just a scare? Is this really martial law? Is this really, um, you know, going to be this massive um, new world order where everything is electronic? Like, just just research all of this for yourself. It's all online before they shut it down. Y'all better get as much knowledge because now the library is closed, so you can't go and check out no books. Um, you might still buy some at Bar Barnes & Noble if they open, but can't um, check them out. But I would suggest y'all learn as much as you can teach your children. It is so, so, so important. And I don't fault anyone for the knowledge that I didn't have because they didn't have it. So I can't really blame my parents. I can't really say, uh, you should have told us this. You should have tried. No, because a lot of things, a lot of things were not taught in school. Let's just get that together. Like they just what they want us to know. They don't teach us what we should know. And that's, what I think the breakdown is. And then if we're not teaching it at home, we're not getting it in school, we're getting it in the real world, real world and we're getting it in parts. So I think that's one of the breakdowns that we have. And that's in any culture, like more culture, different cultures teach different ways. So they're, they're advanced in different things. Like we're more of a creative culture. We know what we can do. We know the power we have. We know the energy we have. We know that, um, our ancestors were inventors. We know this, but how to bring this out of a young person or a kid, we all do things differently. That's all I'm saying. So, um, yeah, teach them. Now is the time with everything about shutdown. If it hasn't shut down in your state, um, yeah, take this time. You know, okay, if you need an hour to complain, oh my gosh, take it on my nerve. Okay, take that hour to complain. But then after that hour is over with, if you want to smoke your cigarette or weed, have you done drunk your wine and got yourself calm? They say, "Hey, y'all, come on. We, we, this is it. We, we finna learn about what's finna happen next. Like, 
not even just today, but what's going to happen six months from now or a year from now. So it's a lot. Um, it's a lot of information that we should be sharing right now with one another, because you never know, even as adults, there's some things I don't know that I'm researching and looking and I'm looking at other people's stories and I'm looking at other people's um, posts and I'm like, oh, oh, is this what this is? Let me go see what this like. I'm actually like I'm not saying that I'm just being pulled here and there, but if I see something that grabs my attention, I'm going to research and kind of understand a little bit more because I didn't know about the swine flu, how, you know, all that came about in 1918 and how certain things came from Kansas. And it's a lot of stuff that a lot of us won't know unless we actually research it. It's not going to just be freely given. So that's all I'm saying basically is just to do a little research, share the information, and it's not to alarm. Y'all don't get me wrong. Um, I was speaking to a friend today, um, and they're like, faith over fear. You know what? That is very true. But the reality is God had wisdom, and he gives us, every everybody, we have a measure of wisdom. Don't just do crazy stuff because you think that you're fearless. You know, there was one person who thought that they was fearless and that, they jumped off a building with a bungee cord and they didn't make it. Like one out of a hundred is, is going to miss. So that faith over fear, it, you got to know when to apply it. Like seriously, if there's massive things going on, use wisdom and don't, we're not mortal. I, I want y'all to believe that. <laughs> okay. Especially as a culture, we are not immortal. Okay, we take on sickness every day from babies who are never born to older people. Like we take on sickness. We every culture has an effect some kind of way with this virus. Like there's there's no escaping it at this point. Whether it's man-made, whether it came from animals, whatever, we all still have um a susceptibility to what's going on around us. And just like with pollen affects everybody or whatever we breathe affects our breathing, like whatever air we breathe or whatever water we drink, everybody drinks the same water or maybe not. Or if you go to the doctor, everybody drinks, drinking alkaline. He could tell you if you've been drinking alkaline, it's test your, your urine. So it's everybody's built the same. We just may not react the same way or our bodies may not react the same way depending on our health levels. So yeah, consult your local Healthcare physician, um, not Google, because <laughs> Google will say you have every single symptom in the book. I promise y'all today, my throat was getting dry because all this pollen outside, and I was like, Ugh, devil, use a lie. I just need to drink some water. I need to get in the house. I need to cut all this out. I'm not going to be running the streets. I just went and get some gas and some barbecue chips. So I come on back to the house. So yeah, I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going to even go there. I, I rebuked that devil. Nope, I don't have nothing. I've been in this house for eight days. Mm -mm. I'm good. I'm good to go. But, um, yeah, I just think that um, I don't, and I'm not saying don't take things serious, and I'm not saying take things lightly. I'm just saying use wisdom. And the reality is if everybody's telling you to stay indoors and you want to be, um, I don't know. You want to act like you, um, I don't know, just, just out of the box. So like, ain't nothing going to touch me. I don't care. I've been like this all my life. I'm good. I'm healthy. This and that. That's fine. But guess what else is out there that 
they ain't telling you about. That's that's the whole point. It's like, okay, you want to risk it just because you don't believe Corona or you don't believe it's going to affect you. You know, there's other things that are out there that could still affect you while everybody's running rampant. Like, it's not just Corona. Corona is the thing that's causing this massive um, lockdown, but it's not the only virus. So, um, yeah, y'all just be mindful of that. I'm going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back with my guests. And we're going to talk about filmmaking and entertainment and all of that good jazz because that's what I'm a part of. And that's what I love. And that's, yep, y'all going to see me on a billboard next. So stay tuned, listen out for the sponsors, and I'll be back. You loving the show? Stay tuned for more here on Lois Lane Radio, which is brought to you by our sponsors, Lois Lane and Company, Talk Less, Do More Apparel, Naya's Events, and Everything Black Apparel. Here is a story about a man coming in and finding this woman in bed with. Well, listen. It's 2 a.m. and just getting in about to check my message. No one is called, but my home is and some bill collectors. Say your love, bring somebody who wants to borrow money. I two-way her, she don't hit me back, something is funny. So I called her mother's house and asked her had she seen my baby. Roll my six around, looking for that missing lady. Got back in, turned the TV on and caught the news. Then I put my hand on my head, cause I'm so confused. And then I turned the TV down, cause I thought I heard a squeaky sound. Mm, something's going on upstairs, yeah, cause I know nobody else lives here. As I get closer to the stairways, all I hear. And then I hear my baby's boy in my ear screaming out. Your contagions touch me, baby. Give me what you got. Then a man says, sexy lady, drive me crazy. Drive me wild. All I heard was my baby's voice. I ran downstairs, looked in the closet, looking for that Said a prayer cause only God knows what I'm gonna do What I saw was enough to drive a preacher wild I'm in the hall contemplating not in my own damn house As I get closer to the stairways All I hear And then I hear my baby's voice in my ear Scream about to be some how did i get into this should have never came home with this you low down dirty woman back to where you come from but baby wait. but wait now hit the street you're 
this brand. Now, Mr. Biggs, before you're done. Wait, how you know my name, son? Honey, wait, I was gonna tell you. Move this cat looks real familiar. Hmm, now don't I know you from somewhere a long time ago? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, I feel I know you, brother, very well. No, no, you mistaken me for somebody else. Fresh Can't you see two men are talking? Brother. Thought I told you to get to walking. Now I think y'all better leave this place. Cause I'm about to catch a case You're contagious Touch me baby Give me what you got That's what she said Sexy lady Drive me crazy There we are. We are back. All right. Yes. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining. Thanks for staying tuned in. Right now, I have Mr. DeJour Ashwood. Ah! My guest is here. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Thanks for having me. Hey, folks. Handsome Josh is here to reveal some big news to all the AM 1100 listeners. I have an app. That's right, you can now check out all your favorite programs right here on The Real with The Real 1100 app. Whether it's sports, entertainment, or lifestyle, The Real 1100 definitely has you covered. So why don't you just tell me how much it's going to cost me? And here's the best part. It's available in your Google Play or Apple App Store, and it's free to download. Actually, you can count me in on this one. So download The Real 1100 app today and stay in tune with The Real. Kids follow your lead. Help them stay healthy. Wash your hands. Don't touch your eyes, nose, or mouth. And cover coughs and sneezes. Clean and disinfect the objects you touch often, like your phone, the remote, and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And if you're the one who's sick, stay home. This station is part of the Beasley Best Community of Caring, and we care about your family. For more info, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Okay, guys. Sorry about that. Uh, yep, my bad. That was really not technical difficulties. Um, okay, so I have actor, filmmaker, director, writer, DeJour Ashwood. Hi! Hello, hello, hello. Thanks for having me. Appreciate of it. Of course, of course. I One, I could not do this show without having you on. You already know that, so... <laughs> You're my coach, um, my encouragement, my inspiration when it comes to film and entertainment. So, um, yeah, if you can start off telling everybody um, about first Mafia, which used to be Mafiaed, and then auditions, and then I'll just get into some fun stuff. Sure. 
Well, as you mentioned, I'm Dejo Ashwood, an actor and filmmaker, and also part owner of Make a Film in a Day and Make a Film in Eight Hours. Um, uh-huh. The other half is Shafana Ray, in which you guys will be speaking to her later. She's, she's my partner and shine. We shine together. You know? <laughs> yes. So we initially started uh, Make a Film in a Day, which is Mafia D, in 2018. Um, okay. We have been doing some things in Atlanta and L.A. And then um, we were doing Make a Film in a Day for about, say, four months. And we realized that we actually was doing films in eight hours. So then mm-hmm. we just go change the name to Mafia. And that's how we make a film in eight hours. To let you know that it's not really a day we're doing in eight hours. Right, right. So with the transition from knowing that it's not just a day to eight hours, like how did you realize it only took eight hours to make a film? Yeah. Well, Shafana and I, we kind of sat down and we was looking at things of like what's absolutely necessary. Because we believe in like cutting a fat. And absolutely needed. And so once we came down to it, we was like, you know what? We actually can do this in eight hours and actually make it work. And we thought about like how long the films would be, mm-hmm. what each section would take. And it's it's one of those things where we can explain it to you, but unless you mm-hmm. come experience it, it's a different world. Right, right. Okay, okay. Now, I've been a part of Mafia since 2018, but it was like August, September. So the towards the end, which when I started, I didn't know that you guys had just started early 2018. I thought you guys had already had the ball rolling, but now looking at it 2020, it's like, oh my gosh, starting from where I knew nothing to now, it's like, it it really helps. Like the, the program itself is a self, it's a, it's a step starter to what you do at a major production. It's, it's, it's everything um, micro-sized, but it gives you the full production um, idea and concept. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what we enjoy because we're actors first. And mm-hmm. we think that like, when you become better at off-camera stuff, it makes your on-camera skills set even better. And right. I think the most enjoyable thing for us is that seeing people come in as actors knowing nothing about off-camera and then turning into cinematographers, turning into writers, turning into editors, turning into sound techs, and like leaving and going off, still coming back to my mm-hmm. like working right. for jobs. We love that. That's that's the best feeling in the world. Right. I I absolutely hate the times that I can't go <laughs> because one, I'm competitive anyway. But the times that I can't go, I'm like, okay, I guess I can, you know. Yeah. alleviate myself this time but yeah as long as I can go I try to make it because I think I think everyone should be in some sort of process or program um, or education project or whatever when it comes to production itself because everybody says I want to be in front of the camera I want to do this but to understand and perfect and even like with Regina King, Angela Bass, like people who are really bomb at acting. They yeah. now write, produce, direct. They they do it all because they understand the concept of what the vision is versus just showing up and acting. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it better. And that's the thing about it is that it brings everything full circle because like for myself, 
when I started to step into filmmaking, I started to really understand like the pieces and how why it was important as an actor to be grounded because you're handing off good material to the editor. And then like I was on a set not too long ago and mm -hmm. I was shooting and there was a director and a cinematographer and they was kind of having like this argument as to like what shot they wanted. And because okay. I, I'm an actor that also am a filmmaker, I understood what they were looking for. And so as an actor, I was able to give them that. And that's gotcha. why I, I highly promote, like you, you look at Ben Affleck, who mm -hmm. actor and he directed and did a phenomenal job. As mm -hmm. a, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah, and I remember um, just last week or the week before when we did an auditions class, um, I will touch on that soon, um, when you were saying about when you asked about the lens so you knew exactly what to do and how, yeah. how you, you should shift and stuff. I think that's so cool. It's like when you when you realize what they're looking for, it's like you can automatically be like, boom, I already know what to do. If they ask me for a 180 shot, I know where I got to stay put and all this. So it just kind of... I think for me, doing it all and understanding, it puts everything together. Yeah. And so you understand what the writer wanted to, to put out. You understand what the director had in mind when they when they tell you different directions and different things like that. So I think that Mafia is one of the best. So They got to come. They got to come. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you will you will come maybe as an actor, will you be, but you will leave as a filmmaker. And that's why we love it. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so now tell them about auditions because I think this is really vital. Like yeah. when I say vital, I'm still like slapping my hand on my wrist because I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so horrible. I feel like I'm so behind because yeah. there's a there's a craft, there's an art to auditioning. So explain that. Absolutely. Okay, so I have a company called Audition. It's a play words. It's spelled a little different because it takes two words and merging one. So it's taking awesome and auditions and together it makes A-W-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S, which is my word called auditions, awesome auditions. Mm -hmm. And under that umbrella is self-taping, is mm -hmm. uh, I do reels, uh, headshots that I also do on camera classes, mm -hmm. which are actually in one of the on camera class. And um, like as an actor, if you can have no other class, you must absolutely have an on camera class. Why? Because at the end of the day, all the delicious acting that you're doing means nothing if you don't know how that interprets on the screen. And so, right. you know, and so having this on camera class and knowing how the beauty of that is that you're able to see your micro behaviors. You know, if, mm -hmm. you're, too much, if you're doing something funky with your mouth, if you're moving your head a certain way, all those little things. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you're tilting the pivoting. When you get on camera, you can see all your idiosyncrasies, all it all together, and you can control them. And the one thing that I preach in the class is, it's not about like removing them or deleting them. It's about mm -hmm. controlling them, getting mm -hmm. it from mm -hmm. them. So that way you can move your head when you want to versus when you don't know that you're moving it unconsciously. Right, right. I know that um, one of my things that I do is I bite my lip. Um, I kind of look away when I'm trying to think about something because I'm trying to picture it. Um, so I, I know for sure those are the two <laughs> outside of like looking down at the paper itself. And, so, and yeah. is is ticks and everybody, unbelievably, everybody actually has it. Everybody has a certain tick. And so mm -hmm. with, on camera, you identify what your ticks are and you learn how to basically direct them, you know, and, and control them so that it, that way they're not taking over your audition. 
Got it. So how how large do you recommend your classes be when it comes to the audition um, classes? Yeah, that's a good question. So typically when you go to a lot of classes here in Atlanta, the classes range from like 12 to 15 and sometimes plus. Mm-hmm. My philosophy is that I'm more hands on. And so my classes range from t- six to eight actors. I have two classes, mm-hmm. one on Wednesday and one on Saturday. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like a smaller class because you can be more hands on. I believe in like acting is observant and also doing what we mm-hmm. do in the class. And right. so you're getting on, on camera three, maybe even four times mm-hmm. to see your work. See right. Your, your work. Because I went to a lot of classes here in Atlanta, LA, and New York. And there's times I'll be in class for three hours and I'll get up maybe 15 minutes. And and, 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 and all the other uh, time, I'm watching mm-hmm. other actors. So right. my class focuses on you getting on camera three or four times. And I'm going to tell you, like, I still feel like, I won't say afraid. It's more so intimidated mm-hmm. when it comes to that. Like, I want to be able to, like, do it while I'm home. Like, set my camera up and just be like, go. And the issue is, because I don't know what I'm looking for half the time, I don't want to start doing that. So, yeah. um, like, what are some tips where... If, um, like right now, like we have to be home because of everything yeah. that's going on. Like, what are some tips that we as beginners can start doing to audition with our, our own equipment? The first thing, the first step that I give any new actor is to study film. It's to find a TV series or film or, or movie that you really like and study it. Look at how little the actors are doing and look at what they're doing with their face. Look at how the camera's placed. Look at when they're doing an over-the-shoulder shot, when it's a wide shot. Look at and study acting. And then what you want to do is, like anything, treat it like tracing paper, right? So when you first mm-hmm. learn how to draw, you trace over the paper, right? And then eventually you'll be able to move that paper away and draw on your own. Do it. Got exactly. it. So when you study acting, you can just replicate what you see. Replicate, see what they're doing, how they breathe how their eyes move, how they move their head and their face, how they're not doing a lot. They're doing very little. Less is best. Not less is more, but less is best. Mm-hmm. And so if you study that, then you can maybe get your cell phone, put it put it on a wall or in a mirror, and then you could kind of just do a monologue of talking to somebody off camera. And if you do that, this is the one recommendation I'll give. Every day, find a script online, one page, right? Mm-hmm. At the beginning of the day, start studying that page. At the end of that day, put that, that page on tape, on camera. So you set the camera up, your cell phone, and you record yourself. One page a day. What you start to realize is that that one page, after 15 days, you'll be able to do two, three. And your memory will start to stretch. It's a muscle. Okay. okay. And then what you're going to be doing is when you play, when you replay what you just shot, Compare that to what you see on TV to see if you are in line or out of line. If you're doing too much, if you're moving too much. And yeah. start and soon you'll be able to understand what that feels like to do less. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. Now, um, there, outside of my Mafia and auditions, you have other classes that you offer. Yes. Um, tell us about those. We have like four minutes before. So. Sure. So, in a nutshell, Mafia, we also have Mafia University. What Mafia University is, it's four pillows. 
it's writing, a writing workshop. We also have a cinematography workshop. We have a sound workshop and we have an editing workshop in which actually you in, that's actually where I met you at our yes. editing workshop. And mm -hmm. these workshops, what I love about them is that they allow you to control your narrative. Okay? Mm -hmm. What I mean by that is that you no longer have to wait for somebody to put you in a production. You can come to these workshops and learn how to write your skits, learn how to write short films, learn how yeah. to shoot short films, learn how to do the sound of your short films, and learn how to edit your short films in a matter of a couple of hours. And so that's what I was, so that's called Mafia University. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mafia University. And how often do you um, host the classes? And so we always have a, at least one class once a month. But the good thing about it is that we step, we started getting demands and we do one-on-one -on -one sessions. So if you reach out to us, go to our, go to our Instagram and DM us. We'll set up a one-on-one -on -one session with you. We also have Skype available as well. And we could do one-on-one -on -one sessions with you at your convenience. Mm -hmm. The one-on-one -on -one sessions are three hours long. Okay, okay. So um, before I let you go, I wanted to ask um, two things. <laughs> what was the most embarrassing thing you've done on set? That's the first one. So okay. if you can answer that one. The most embarrassing thing done on set, um, this is me as an actor. Okay. I, I was shooting um, one of five episodes of Joe Called Valor, and I didn't know that my character was going to be speaking a different language. And so when I got there, they sprung it mm -hmm. on me a couple of minutes before they was gonna shoot. And I had to learn Arabic literally in a matter of seconds. And it was it was embarrassing because I was sitting there just forgetting my lines and, and saying to myself, I don't know Arabic. But it was just it was just crazy because now I got three cameras on me. I got the dialect coach that's behind the screen, and they're like, right. that ain't how you say it, bro. That's not how you say it. So it was it was crazy, but I, I eventually made it through it. Okay, okay. <laughs> and last, um, if this was the last time you get to do a film or movie, um, who would direct your last film and why? Who would direct my last film and why? Mm -hmm. Okay. This is, this is, I'm trying to be humble. <laughs> myself. <laughs> myself. Okay, okay. Okay. Yeah, I, you know what? I wake up every day with so many different stories. Um, yeah. if I, if, if I had to be the last, if it had to be the last for Monday, I had to do it myself. I had to direct myself and, um, I would probably do, uh, I would clone myself and I would play all the roles. <laughs> Which you do? Which you do that? <laughs> Already. And that I gotta, is, I gotta, I gotta come to the next editing class, I swear. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Clone yourself. And that started because when I couldn't get actors to meet my schedule, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to clone myself. And I ended up calling myself. That's how I learned to call myself. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. thank you so much um, for your time this evening. Thank you for all the information. I am blessed to be a part of everything you have going on. Um, and much, much success to you and Shafana, for real. Much hey, love. We appreciate, we appreciate it. We take that to our heart and not our heads. Thank you so much. And hey, congratulations to your show. And I look forward to being on it a year from now. Let's get it. Absolutely. Thank you. You guys stay tuned for the last 10 minutes. I'll be right back. All right. You loving the show? Stay tuned for more here on Lois Lane Radio, which is brought to you by our sponsors, Lois Lane & Company, Talk Less, Do More Apparel, 
Naya's Events, and Everything Black Apparel. Shoulders, chest, pants, shoes. 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 Shoul
Okay, so um, what we were talking about was Mafia, which is make a film in eight hours. I'm a part of that um, production. Uh, I guess it's a monthly film festival. Um, and if you guys go on Mafia, M-A-F-I, the number eight and H on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you might have a Twitter, but if you go and follow them, you'll see all the wonderful projects that we've done so far since 2018. Also, actors, actresses, anybody who's aspiring to be, um, I think that you should practice and work on your auditions um, in regards to audition taping and how to properly audition. Um, the audition self-tape that the jour um, host and that he uh, produces is a very, very, very good experience. It's, it's a, a great experience. You get to, he put you right in there, give you a script, click that button and say, go. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> everything changes when that button go on. Cause I'm like, man, I got this. And it's like, I, I, like, the more I go, the more it breaks down the nerves, the more it breaks down. What should I be doing? How should I do it? Like, I've only been going for, for about a month. But for, I'm going to tell you, from a month from my first filming to now, I'm pretty sure it's at least 2% better. And that's only because it's my fault because I've been so busy. But um, everybody that I've seen, um, and we do two to three tapings per class, which is good because you get to try again. You get to talk about what you saw that you can work on better. And I think that's good. And it's, it's a, it's a very creative way to put yourself 10 paces ahead of the next person who's going in for an audition, because everybody's going to get the same script. Everybody's going to look at it the same, but guess what? You're going to have an edge because now you know how to do something differently that you probably didn't know um, that you could do differently because yeah, you showed up to an audition class and you rehearse. It's like being in the gym and I hang around a bunch of comedians. Y'all I hang around a bunch of comedians. Like I don't consider myself a comedian. I just think that I'm like oversized clown, but um, I hang around them and what they say the most is how they reiterate and how they go to different venues and continue to work on the jokes. It's like the gym. So the same way they do that at the same way as an actress, it's my due diligence to continue to put myself in the gym with entertainment and acting. So I audition, I try to make sure that I'm watching movies outside of just to watch them for entertainment, but to watch how actors move, how they talk, how they speak, their mannerisms, um, the things that they are saying when they don't say anything, like those sort of things that we're taught to pay attention to when we go to class. So if you are interested, if you are in Atlanta, um, I'm, I'm telling you, it's auditions, A-W-E, 
D-I-T-I-O-N-S dot self dot tape. Um, follow them on Instagram. Um, the class is very reasonable <laughs> for what we do. I really think that it's worth every cent and it's, it's reasonable. Like seriously, it's very reasonable, but, um, you get the, the education, the knowledge of the film industry, what casting directors are looking for. You get information about the casting directors local, as well as some out of state. Um, you get to know how to, um, know what type of headshots and reels and we talk about all of that stuff put together so i am very very heavily into uh the entertainment aspect when it comes to film because i don't know i just once i went to editing and then i went to my first mafia that was it after that i was like i gotta perfect everything and by all means i have not perfected a lot of what i could because of time but now that I have this time at home. I'm really going to be doing a lot of um, production type stuff. So even though I'm doing little skits here and there, I'm looking to increase my production so that when everything gets rolling again, and even with my auditions, I want to be able to be like, okay, I spent four hours a day in front of the camera, just Running, just running lines, just running scripts, just just doing what I know I should be doing to train myself. So when I get in front of a room full of um, casting directors, um, I'm not afraid. I'm not like, oh, my God, are they going to like me? Are they going to call me back? Or I could just do it and whatever happens, happens. And that's that's the point what I want to get to. So, um, yeah, if you guys are interested in either making a film in eight hours or auditions, um, go to Mafia, M-A-F-I, the number eight and H. And then auditions is A-W-E-D-I-T-I-O-N-S dot self dot tape. So um, that's that. But one of the key things that um, he was saying was as actors and actresses look at a movie that you really like and pay attention to what they're doing because we could look at a lot of stuff like if you're an actor you you all in it you just like oh man that was that was good but if you take yourself outside of just the person being entertained and put yourself in that that actor's shoes and just kind of vibe with it a little bit more um you'll you'll begin to see the patterns that they have. And a good example that he used was tracing. And he said, the same way you use a piece of paper to trace over what you're trying to draw, if you do it eight times, eventually the ninth time, you won't need to trace, you'll actually draw it. So even though, say, if I love Angela Bassett, like that's that's my icon. If I do, what's love got to do it over and over and over? And at some point, I ain't going to need to see it no more. And I'll just be able to just go. Well, I'll, I, I don't have to see it now because that's literally like <laughs> I could do the whole movie. I don't have to see it. But what I'm saying is like, OK, let me take one that I have to see. Ray, the movie Ray. I love Ray. I would have to see that over and over to be able to mimic Jamie Foxx and everything that he do um, just to understand mannerisms and how the scene shift with whatever he's doing and all of this stuff. So it gets kind of technical, but in everything you have to learn for progression. So um, 
yeah, I just wanted to bring him on. Unfortunately, Shifana could not make it tonight, but um, we'll have her on later on. Uh, um, again, please, y'all, pay attention to what's going on outside of us um, with the government, with your city. Um, don't don't take the notices lightly. While the numbers seem small, it could be us, and then other people are looking at it saying. It's just eight of them. Yeah, we could be one of the eight. So it's not really fair to make somebody's family member look small. I got deja vu. This is crazy. Um, to make someone else's um, family member look small in a situation. We know, it's, we know it's like six billion people. But the issue is no one should be dying. Like, seriously, like. I mean, everyone wants to die from natural causes, but the reality is that's not the case right now. Um, but it shouldn't be taken lightly to where it's just like, wow, how many people have died? 110 out of 6 million? Well, 110 might have not have even died had not the virus got out, had not somebody made it. So just be a little bit more empathetic to the situation, even though it seemed like small numbers, it is going to increase. Um, so just be careful and be mindful. Um, make sure you keep them clean and yeah, just stay in, love on each other. If you ain't told your family you love them, tell them now because we just don't know what's going to happen from day to day. So, but, um, that is all of my time. So, um, tune in next week, you guys. Same time, same place, real 1100 AM, iHeartRadio, and tune in. So I'll see you guys next Friday. Peace. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. Hmm. Yeah. Come on. Dance for me, baby. <laughs> Uh-oh. You feel like? All right. Come on. Don't stop now. You done did it. Come on, uh, yeah, all right, hold on.
guys so much for tuning in tonight uh please do not forget to follow me on instagram at the lois lane radio show facebook twitter lois lane radio please also subscribe to youtube itunes and spotify at lois lane radio and once again peace and love and i will see you next week